Welcome back, young scientists. I'm Dr. Universe, and if you're anything like me, you've got lots of big questions about our world. Today, we're joining some amazing fourth grade scientists from Palouse Prairie Charter School. They've been working hard at Astronaut Academy and are ready to take us on a space tour. Let's get started. Mission Control to Space Cadet Sophie and Dr. Universe. The fourth grade crew has completed intensive training at Astronaut Academy in preparation to set off for their space expedition and exploration. We at Mission Control are sending you to interview each crewmate in space before you return home. Your high-speed space shuttle, the Boom Crusher, has been prepared by Mission Control personnel and is ready for takeoff. Safe travels through space, cadets! Dr. Universe doesn't mean what I think it means. Buckle up, Sophie. We're taking off. All right, Sophie. Based on your space map, it looks like the first planet we set off to is the planet closest to the sun. That would be Mercury. I'll plug into our SPS, our space positioning system. Well, Dr. Universe, Mercury is driving fast. Let's see if we can catch up to Lulai, Nighty, and Lily. Hi, Dr. Universe. Hi, Sophie. You probably had a hard time catching up with us. Goodness, we sure did. How fast were you traveling? About 29 miles per second. Did you know that Mercury is the fastest traveling planet? That means Mercury goes all the way around the sun in just 88 Earth days. So, a year on Mercury equals 88 Earth days, and one day on Mercury equals about 59 Earth days. Wait. That means if you lived on Mercury, you would have a birthday every three months? That's correct! Dr. Universe, did you know that Mercury goes through phases just like the Earth's moon? The phases of Mercury have a cycle that lasts around 116 Earth days, and they are determined by the planet's position relative to the Earth. As Mercury passes between our planet and the Sun, the side facing the surface of the Earth is not illuminated, so it's completely dark like the moon during its new moon phases. Cool ice house. How'd you do about that? It's funny you ask that, Sophie. When we arrived, we discovered that the surface of Mercury is scorching hot during the day. It's about 800 degrees Fahrenheit by day. But at night, the temperature drops to around minus 290 degrees. Mercury's axis is sheltered from the sun, which creates ice craters at the north and south pole. The cold space air keeps the water frozen, which helps keep us nice and cool during the exploration. I have a question for you. Ask away. Is Mercury a terrestrial planet? Yes, Mercury is one of four terrestrial planets, meaning it has a solid crust made from magnesium, silicon, aluminum, and feldspar. Mercury is actually the smallest planet in our solar system. It's only slightly larger than Earth's moon. Not only is Mercury the smallest planet, it is also shrinking. Our planet's size estimations say that it is about 9 miles smaller than it was 4 billion years ago. It is believed that the iron core is cooling, making the core solid and shrinking the planet. Speaking of planets, Sophie and I need to hurry up and get to Venus. Oh, well, it was nice talking to you. You too. Bye! Welcome to Venus. We are Mission Venus 1. I am Elia and this is Celia and Sarah. 
Finding Venus was tricky with all that cloud cover. Are you expecting a storm? Actually, Dr. Universe, we thought the same thing until we landed on Venus's surface. We noticed we had to travel through what seemed like 15 to 20 miles of thick cloud cover. We learned that the atmosphere of Venus is made up of mainly carbon dioxide and thick clouds of sulfuric acid. Thank goodness for such airtight spacesuits. No kidding, these clouds track the natural heat of the planet, making Venus around 900 degrees Fahrenheit. That's why Venus is hotter than Mercury. It also rains acid because of the sulfur dioxide reacts with water. The acid evaporates before it reaches the surface of Venus. I think it's safe to say that no one can live on Venus. Wow, what other discoveries have you made while on your space expedition? We found out that Venus spins clockwise. Venus spins on its axis from east to west, while other planets typically spin from west to east. Venus orbits the opposite way of the sun, which is called retrograde rotation. This could explain why it takes 243 Earth days to orbit on the axis and 225 Earth days to orbit the sun. So the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, opposite of Earth. So does Venus spin clockwise? Astronomers have a few theories, Sophie. One theory is that the sun's strong gravitational pull on the dense atmosphere of Venus and friction between the core and mantle could have flipped the axis 180 degrees. That makes it seem as if the planet is upside down and spinning backwards. But astronomers aren't quite sure yet. Venus sounds so pretty and is such a nice name. Why did they name it Venus? Venus was named after the Roman goddess of love and beauty. It was most likely named Venus due to its bright, shining appearance in the sky. Venus is the only planet to be named after a female god and has always been considered more of a feminine planet than the rest of them. Wow, we learned so much about Venus today. It was a lot of fun being here, but now we're off to Mars. Bye! Here comes Mars. Whoa, the sky's pink, my favorite color. Dr. Universe, Sophie, just the people you wanted to see. Well, hello, what are you working on? Well, when we were on our way to Mars, we encountered an asteroid that luckily we were able to avoid. After we escaped, we noticed a piece of our spaceship came loose. We had to eject and land on Mars. So now we're salvaging parts off a Mars rover to fix the wreckage. Great use of supplies, crew. Thanks, an astronaut academy, we became experts on Mars rovers so we know which parts are valuable to repair our ship. What's that rover's name? That's Opportunity. Opportunity was only meant to last for 90 days on the surface of Mars. It lasted over 13 years before a huge dust storm rolled in. After the storm passed, Opportunity didn't wake up. In 2012, Curiosity rover discovered evidence of water on Mars. At this time, it can't support life. But if temperatures changed and lakes were created, it could sustain some life. NASA then launched Perseverance on July 30th, 2020, and landed on the surface of Mars on February 18th, 2021. Perseverance rover is 10 feet long, and one of its jobs is to collect rock samples. Rovers have made so many discoveries on Mars. Pathfinder was the first rover on Mars in 1997 and may have discovered the truth behind why Mars is called the Red Planet. Pathfinder discovered that Mars is a dusty, cold, desert-like planet with a very thin atmosphere. This rover discovered that airborne dust is magnetic in a form of iron oxide. We have iron oxide on Earth, too. It's called rust. 
Since iron oxide is red, Mars is nicknamed the Red Planet. This is also why the sky appears to be pink, Sophie. Rovers aren't the only ones who have made amazing discoveries. Orbiters are orbiting Mars as we speak, and they have discovered amazing things, such as the gravity on Mars is much weaker than the gravity on Earth. Weak enough that you could jump three times higher on Mars than you could on Earth. This also affects your weight. A cat that weighs 10 pounds on Earth would weigh less than 4 pounds on Mars. Bye! Welcome back to the universe. Did you know that Jupiter is named after the Roman sky god Jupiter? He was known to the Greeks as Zeus. We have much more in the fifth planet in the solar system from a safe distance. Jupiter has no solid surface. Instead, it has fuzzy cloud tops. The temperature there varies a lot. It be freezing cold at the cloud tops and boiling hot just 120 miles below the cloud tops. How does the size of Jupiter compare to the size of Earth? Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. About 1,300 Earths can fit in it. How many moons does Jupiter have? Jupiter has 80 moons. The first four moons of Jupiter are called Galilean moons. They are named after the astronomer, physicist, and engineer Galileo. What is Jupiter's atmosphere made of? Jupiter is a gas giant. Jupiter's atmosphere is extremely dense and relatively dry, a mixture of hydrogen, helium, methane, and ammonia makes up Jupiter's atmosphere. Did you know that the mixture of elements is also what made the sun? How far is Jupiter from Earth? It is 497.74 million miles. You're sure learning a lot about Jupiter. I'll let you get back to it. Sounds good, Dr. Universe. See you later. Look, Sophie, there are our friends on Saturn. What are you guys doing all the way up here? We're observing this gas giant from a distance. Saturn is a gas planet, meaning you cannot walk on it. If you attempt to land, you will sink into the planet's atmosphere a little, then you will be vaporized. So you're having around Saturn? Just be safe? Right. We've discovered that Saturn's atmosphere is mostly made up of hydrogen and helium, meaning there's no oxygen on Saturn to sustain life. Our detectors also found traces of ammonia, methane, and propane. Wow, those rings sure are remarkable. What are they made from? Saturn's rings are thought to be pieces of comets, asteroids, or shattered moons that broke up before they reached the planet, torn apart by Saturn's powerful gravity. It looks like there's many rings. How many are there? Seven. Saturn's biggest ring is the E-ring, which is a million kilometers wide. How big is Saturn? Saturn is the second largest planet in the solar system. About nine Earths side by side would almost span Saturn's diameter. That doesn't include Saturn's rings. That's amazing! I heard that there are gems on Saturn. Is that true? Scientists think that it might rain diamonds on Saturn. They think lightning may turn methane into carbon soot. That carbon hardens into diamond as it falls. Just an idea, but it's a real gem. Whoa, that's so cool. I also heard Saturn has many moons. How many does it have again? 
Saturn has 83 moons, 20 of them are unnamed and unresearched. I heard you have to study Uranus, Mass. So you'd better be on your way. It's starting to get really cold. I bet we're getting close to the ice giant Uranus. Micah, Nathan, hi. I feel a draft coming from your planet. Sophie, you're right. Uranus gets very cold. In fact, Uranus holds the record for the coldest temperature ever measured in our solar system. Minus 435.2 degrees Fahrenheit. The atmosphere even contains ice. If you spill water on Uranus, it will freeze instantly. So no drinking water. Well, you can drink water on Uranus. You just have to drink it in an isolated place that's heated. Hey, do you two want to see a cool discovery we made? Look over there in the distance. Those are rings. They are. There was a great debate that astronauts had on whenever or not Uranus had rings. We confirmed that Uranus does have rings. There are 13 confirmed rings made out of chunks of ice and rocks. You cannot see the rings through a telescope because they don't reflect in daylight. Interesting. I also noticed Uranus is spinning clockwise like Venus. What's the scoop on that? Based on the class I took at Astronaut Academy, scientists think that Uranus collided with an object the size of planet Earth about a billion years ago, and that impact was so great that it knocked the planet sideways. I sure am glad I wasn't there for that. I have one last question before we head to Neptune. How did the planet Uranus get its name? This planet was named after the Greek god Uranus, known as the god of the sky and Zeus scraper. See you two later. Hope you don't get too dizzy on Neptune. Okay, bye for now. What did he mean by dizzy? I guess we'll soon find out. Neptune has seasons, just like Earth. Neptune's axis rotation is tilted 28 degrees, which is similar to the axis of Mars and Earth. This means that Neptune experiences seasons just like we do on Earth. However, since it's year so long, each of the four seasons lasts for over 40 Earth years, and it stays cold all year, even in summer. What's an axis? An axis is an invisible line through the middle of a planet in which an object rotates or spins. What major discoveries have you made? We learned that Neptune has rings, and the rings glow in infrared light. The rings have lots of ice and dust in them that make a couple of them glow brightly. Neptune has five rings, two of them glow, and three don't. On July 12, 2022, the James Webb Space Telescope captured a clear image of Neptune's rings glowing bright. Is it raining diamonds? Yes, they're created from commonly found mixtures of hydrogen and carbon, squeezed together at incredible pressures. Oceans of liquid diamond filled with solid diamond icebergs could be floating on Neptune right now. Oh, and one more thing. Something strange has happened to the temperature of Neptune that has left scientists scratching their heads. The enormous ice planet, known for its deep blue color, has had its temperature tracked for over 17 years. Researchers have discovered that the temperature has been rising and falling with a period of cooling followed by a dramatic warming of its south pole. The temperature dropped about 16 degrees Fahrenheit in the years of 2003 and 2018. Then the temperature in the south pole rose about 22 degrees Fahrenheit from the years of 2018 and 2020. Scientists were surprised at these changes. Some could say it quite literally came out of the blue. Have fun on Pluto. Hi, you must be Dr. Universe. Welcome to our spaceship, the Pluto Pup. We've been looking forward to your visit. It's nice to meet you. 
I'm so curious to learn more about the planet Pluto. Well, um, Pluto might not exactly be a planet. What do you mean? What makes a planet a planet? Scientists continue to discuss this as they learn more, but let us explain. First, a planet must orbit a star, in this case the sun. As you know, Pluto does meet this requirement. Second, a planet must be big enough to have enough gravity so it can be formed to a sphere, like a giant ball. As you can see, Pluto meets this requirement. And third, every planet must also have enough gravity to clear everything in its environment. And that's why Pluto is actually called a dwarf planet, because it hasn't actually cleared its surroundings of other objects. It still has asteroids and rocks traveling in its path. Wow, what's that pink heart over there? That's Tomo Rio, the brightest feature on Pluto's surface. It's a huge plane covered in frozen nitrogen. It's icy, like a glacier. And it's actually what makes it so windy on Pluto. Every day, the thin layer of nitrogen evaporates into gas. And every night, it freezes. This cycle is like a heartbeat that pumps nitrogen wind all around our dwarf planet. Especially because it's like a heart shape. Cool. I want to have my next birthday party on Timbo Radio. Here's a fun fact. If you were from Pluto celebrating your first birthday, do you know how old you would be on Earth? You would be celebrating your 248th birthday. Ha! Huh. I mean my 10th Earth birthday. Besides, humans won't be living here in time soon. It's way too cold. It's usually around minus 278 degrees Fahrenheit here. You'd better get to Ivy to check your progress with supernovas. Let's get going, Sophie. Safe travels. Before we head home, let's zoom by a star that scientists expect to go supernova someday. Aren't these colors remarkable? Sometimes changes happen in the center of a star. Those changes eventually cause the star to explode. That explosion is called a supernova. Can scientists predict a supernova? Yes and no. Astronomers can predict which stars might go supernova, but they don't know when it might happen. The explosions take the star by surprise. Astronomers believe the tenth brightest star in the sky, Betelgeuse, which is located in Orion's constellation, will be the next star to go supernova. Astronomers believe that if the star is giant and red, surrounded by a thick shroud of material, it will likely explode dramatically. That sounds scary! I agree. They can pose as major threats to galaxies and planets within them, causing atmospheres to collapse, planets to be thrown out of orbit, and collisions with space hazards. The good news is for a supernova to affect Earth, it has to be within 50 light years away. And Betelgeuse is about 642 light years away from Earth. Does that help explain what a supernova is? Yes, and thank you. Bye. See you back on Earth. Bye. Mission control to boom crusher. Boom crusher, do you read? Yes, Miss Vanna. Congratulations, crew. You've completed your mission. You've zoomed past terrestrial planets and gas giants. You've visited far reaches of our solar system, and you've collected enough space facts to fill a rover. Please fasten your seatbelts for the return ride home. Welcome back to Earth. That's all for this episode, friends. Big thanks to Savannah Kilburn and her class at Palouse Prairie Charter School for working so hard on this project. A million thank yous to my friend, Dr. Michael Allen from Washington State University for fact-checking the script and helping us make sure it's perfect. And thank you to Northwest Public Broadcasting for inviting the class into the studio and recording them. You're the best. As always, if you've got a question tickling your brain, 
you can submit it at askdruniverse.wsu.edu. That's A-S-K-D-R-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E dot W-S-U dot E-D-U. Who knows where your questions will take us next?